Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Let's Admit It podcast. I'm Michael Gray, and I am uh, your host here at the uh, Let's Admit It podcast hosted by Boise Bible College's admissions department. Um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, um, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. And um, feel free to make fun of me because of my super nasally voice back uh, last week. Um, I'm going to date this, this podcast a couple of times today. Um, and by date that dated, I mean, uh, I'm going to let you know when it was recorded. Um, and this is the first time I'm going to be doing that when I tell you that I had a little bit of a head cold last week and you probably could hear it, um, because I sounded like there was a clothespin on my nose. Um, but feeling much better today. So, uh, gosh, darn it. Here we are. And we're going to be talking about something not super fun. Um, but it's something that is necessary to talk about. So, um, when I got to work today, I was told by the corporate overlords here at Boise Bible College, um, that I was going to need to talk about senioritis. Now, um, to give you a little bit of, (laughs) for those of you who have no clue what senioritis is, senioritis is the title given to um, the the feeling that you get as a senior, be it in high school or college, or I would assume grad school. Um, it's that feeling when you've got just a little bit more of that race to run and you just don't want to do it, right? Um, right now we're in full swing of that. Um, it is... Uh, as of as of recording this, it is 88 degrees outside. There's a there's just this gentle, cool breeze. Um, you know the hammocks are out. It's beautiful outside, um, but we are also right in the midst of finals. Um, and so we've got this wonderful, beautiful weather outside, and all of these papers and tests and exams. Um, as if there's a difference between tests and exams, Um, all that's happening inside. And generally speaking, everyone wants to just be outside. You know, we've got um, here at the college, we've got a tradition um, at the end of the year. um, It is the staff versus uh, staff and seniors versus student body softball game. Um, and so it is, it's a barbecue cookout and it's a baseball game or softball game, um, where the staff and seniors, the graduating seniors play against the student body. It's a great time. It's just kind of the celebration of the end of the year, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, there is not a huge climb to get to that point. And so today what we're going to be talking about is senioritis. Now, um, I'm going to stop talking to the <laughs> graduating senior class of Boise Bible College, and I'm going to talk to you, graduating class of um, insert your high school name here. Um, man, you have uh, you've gotten through 12 years of this. Um, some of you might feel like it's been 12 years of nonsense. 
Some of you might feel like it has been 12 years of um, constant downhill in terms of, you know, it's just not been very good. Some of you might feel like it's been an uphill struggle. Um, I know for me personally, when I graduated from high school, I felt uh, tremendous relief um, because uh, I just didn't enjoy high school very much. Um, my senior year was a little bit better, but by and large, I didn't, didn't love it too much. I was told so many times, you know, that, that, uh, that country song, what is it? It's, it's something to the, something about like missing the days of high school for the rest of your life. Cause they were so good. Um, I've been graduated from high school for about eight years now cannot confirm that that's the case. So some of you might feel the way that I do, um, that high school was a time of um, maybe not so much good stuff and we're kind of glad to be moving away from it. Um, some of you might have loved your experience in high school. Um, yeah, and that's every bit is valid. Um, so wherever you are, whether you're in high school, in college, there's a good chance that as you're coming to the end, you are struggling with this feeling of blah, and I don't want to do it. I felt that in my high school senioritis session. I very much felt that in my college senioritis session, if I can use that terminology. Um, and so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you just some ideas about how to combat that. Because um, I, I hope I'm not the first person to tell you this, but you gotta combat that. You can't just bleh out the rest of this semester, trimester, term, whatever your school calls it. You gotta finish strong. Um, there's, a, there's a term in, in racing. It's uh, sprint through the finish line. Um, uh, I was not and am not a particularly athletic person, um, but I remember when I was in high school, um, I played football for two years, my sophomore and junior year, and um, we had combine day where we pretended, I'm convinced, pretended that we were college students getting ready for NFL draft day. So we had the combine where you'd go onto the field and you'd prove your stuff. You'd run as fast as you could, catch as many footballs as you could, throw as many blocks as you could, just basically show off and, you know, prove to the coaches why you deserve one of those top spots. And uh, one of those things was the 40-yard dash. Um, for those of you who don't know, 40-yard dash um, is exactly what it sounds like. You start at the, uh, the zero-yard line, whatever that is, generally it's the goal line, and then you have, you sprint to the 40-yard line as fast as you possibly can. That is a measure of an athlete in a lot of sports, but particularly in American football. Um, and so on that day, my coach, um, I was a lineman. I obviously have a side lineman because I got like no playing time. But my coach always said, Mike, you've got to sprint through the finish line. And so I'm using that terminology here, sprint through the finish line, because when you are running, it is important that in that last three to five yards where the end is right there, it's so easy to just coast on the momentum that you've built up in that previous 35-yard sprint and just coast through the finish line. The problem is that if you do that, your end result is not going to be nearly as good as it could be. So 
just to be very clear, sorry about that little reverb, um, the, my encouragement to you is to sprint through the finish line academically. And so what I'm going to do today, I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again. Um, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you just uh, Mike's top tips on how to deal with, how to deal with senioritis. Um, I am a huge proponent of um, living life intentionally. Um, and so that takes lots of different forms depending on where you're at in life. But I'm a huge proponent of uh, doing what you do because you mean to do it. Um, and, and so in this, in this context, in, in, in doing, uh, in handling senioritis, um, everything I'm about to tell you is from the context of uh, doing what you do because you mean to do it. Um, you, don't, you don't fall into anything. You walk into something. So, so um, having said that, I'm a huge proponent of having a, a plan, a game plan. So the first tip is um, be intentional about study time. Um, so obviously when you're sitting down to study for an exam, it's really, really good to know what you're studying and know how, uh, how you're going to be doing it. And so I, I've heard, I've heard dozens of studies about, you know, if you want to get a good grade, you need to study in the same room that you're going to be taking the test. I've heard, um, you know, study with the same pencil that you'll be taking the test with because your brain's going to attach memories to that pencil and so on and so forth. There's all kinds of stuff. Whatever theory you subscribe to, do it on purpose. Um, now, so that's step number one is, you know, study with intention. Step number two is also have a game plan for taking a break. Now, it sounds kind of like counterintuitive because, you know, we're in this, we're in this, um, this frantic time of, cramming and prepping for, for classes and whatnot, but just as important as the studying process is the marination process. And that when I say marination, what I mean is um, just as important as um, all that cramming and rehearsal and whatnot is giving your brain an opportunity to let that, se that information settle. And that's the funnest part because you don't have to necessarily do anything to do it. Um, and so what I would encourage you to do, oh dear listener, uh, who is going through the heat of finals and finals prep, um, is take a break, you know, take, take an hour out of your day and intentionally put aside the books and the study guides and the pencils or the pens, if you're that type of person, um, and just take a break. Go for a walk, um, sit outside, talk with someone, get away from the stress of all of this preparation so that you can breathe. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I had to take the ACT. I don't know if the ACT is still like a, a hugely used um, me mechanic, not, not, not mechanic, hugely used tool in high school, but I remember I had to take the ACT and the SAT, and both of them were on separate days. So the SAT was way longer. It was like an it was like a seven hour test. ACT was maybe three or four hours. Still super long to take a test. Um, and I remember I had purchased a ACT study prep guide thing online. It was like 15, 20 bucks. And it was like, hey, uh, per the numbers, if you uh, follow this study plan, 
um, we've shown that we've been able to increase scores by like five or six points. Um, in the ACT, I think the highest score is in like the high 30s or 40s or something like that. Low number. So like three or four or five points is a big difference. And so I spent, I spent days pouring over that thing. And there was one time where, I think it was like two or three days beforehand, my mom came up to me and was like, Mike, you need to stop studying. And I'm like, what are you talking about, you crazy woman? Didn't say that to my mom, but, um, and she, she told me like, if you, if you continue to cram your brain so full of information, you're, you're getting that new information in, but it is at the expense of the information that you started with. So your, your brain, you can think of it as um, having a maximum capacity. And if you continue to just force information in there, it's getting in there, but it's also pushing stuff out on the other side. And so my second piece of advice to you, dear listener, is to give yourself the opportunity to stop working. Um, in, the, in the church, we call that Sabbath. Um, you know, the, the Lord, when he was creating the world, um, ordained uh, Sabbath day. He said, on that day, just take a break. Just take a break. Um, because we as human beings desperately, desperately need to stop moving sometimes. And I think that's so true in our American culture where, you know, your value is tied to your production. And if you are not able to produce at a certain rate, well, then that means that you are a less than individual. Um, man, my prayer for you is that you break free of that mindset. Um, a, because it's toxic. B, because it is so counter to what you need. Um, so that's, that's item number two. Um, in your intentional prep for, for getting through senioritis, plan in, bake in some time where you're not on the run, where you're not going through those study guides, where you're not rereading books or, or class notes or, or anything. Um, my third piece of advice and my final piece of advice on this subject um, for getting through senioritis. Um, I'm going to amend that. I have one other thing that I'm going to add on at the end of this. But my third piece of advice is um, keep things in perspective. Um, you know, I, I don't know what test you're taking. Um, I have a, a, one, of my, one of my workmates um, on Monday will be taking her final for, um, uh, um, oh gracious, I am, I'm blanking on the name of the class. It's uh, logic, it's a logic class. And so, you know, they've been doing debates all, all semester. Um, I, I don't know what class you're taking a file in, but understand, keep in, keep in mind that at some point you're gonna look back on that class and it's not gonna have power over your life. Right now it kinda does. Cause right now you gotta be on top of your studying. And like I said in, in tip number one, make sure that you're on top of your studying. But understand, keep in context, keep in mind that at some point in your future, you're gonna look back and that class just isn't gonna have the power over you that it once did. So keep that in mind as you're going through this season of senioritis. And uh, tip number four, this one's for free. This one just jumped into my mind. Um, 
And it kind of plays off of number three, so I hope you'll forgive me for that. Um, but number four is um, understand that you are not a number. You are not a grade. Um, so in your frantic preparations, sometimes, you know, I'm a person that I do my best work when I'm working against a deadline. So I use something I lovingly refer to as um, strategic procrastination, um, which is not a me thing. I did not come up with that. I stole that from Ross Knutson, but um, that's just me. Um, but in that, I kind of fall into that unfortunately American mindset of my worth and my value is determined by what I produce. Um, and so if I cannot produce an A+, plus, well, then that must mean I am less than. And that's just not true. That is just not true. Um, and so if you hear nothing else in this podcast, start to finish, I hope you hear this. Um, you are so much more than just the number that sits at the top of your report card at the end of your, your term. You're so much more than that. Um, I'm, I'm sounding like a Hallmark card right now, but, but that is what it is. And so um, fourth piece of advice is just keep in mind that your value goes so much, so much bigger, so much deeper, so much wider than, than just that little itty bitty number that or organizes you in a class a class ranking you know so that would be that is my that is my four steps my four tidbits of information for uh for how you get through this very very present season of um of senioritis now um last week something that i mentioned to you oh dear listener is that we here at the Boyce Bible College Admissions Department um, have begun to do um, something I really enjoy in, in this podcast, which is um, viewer questions. And so last week we had a question um, about what a, um, a standard day here at the college might look like. Um, and so went over that, talked about that. Um, and, and so we're, we're going to continue that. We, we've gotten a couple of different submissions. I'm going to tell you again that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to tell you again that you can um, input your questions on uh, social media. Um, there should be an Instagram um, post about this. And in that Instagram post, you should have an opportunity to, um, to put in your questions. Can I be honest with you? Those corporate overlords that I talked about a little bit earlier, they're in charge of all of that. And so um, I've been told that social media Instagram is the way to go. And so that's where I'm going to encourage you to go look. So, but having said that, we've got a couple of different questions. Um, this one from, uh, from Sam. Sam says, roommate six? I don't know what that means, Sam. Roommate six. I assume he is talking about roommates. I would assume he's, he's asking, hey, what about roommates? Um, and so just to talk to you a little bit about roommates. Um, uh, at Boise Bible College, we have dorms. Um, we have on-campus housing. We've got the East dorms and the West dorms. Um, West dorms are newer. Um, I might get that wrong. I think it's West dorms. But there, we have newer dorms and somewhat older dorms. Um, 
in both cases, you can have roommates. So you have roommates. But no, in all seriousness, um, the I, I think I mentioned last week that the community at Boise Bible College is, to me, the strongest selling point of the college. Um, and so I really don't want to undercut this um, with any kind of snark or sarcasm. So let me be very, very clear. Um, one of the biggest strengths of the campus community is the dorm roommate relationship. Um, there are people in my life that um, I would not nearly, I would not be nearly as close to had I not been roommates with them. I mean, gosh, the, the guys that I was roommates with my freshman year, there are still times where I'll happen to meet them, which by the way, um, we're spread out. Um, I'm, I'm here in Boise, uh, Grant is, I, at last checked, in California or Florida. Florida. I get California and Florida mixed up so much. He's in Florida. Um, I had not seen Grant in a long, long time, but I saw him, and we had that immediate connection because, gosh darn it, my freshman year, his senior year, we were roommates. And so we had that immediate connection. Um, and I want to say this is not something that is unique um, to our college. Um, just about every college will have a um, have roommates, um, but man, roommates are one of the best parts of of college, um, especially if you're a what we call a traditional student, which means you go from high school straight to college. Um, having that person that's like, especially for me, where I, I I had to drive five hours to get from where my parents are at to where I. Um, was going to college, I didn't know anyone. And so just having that person at the very beginning of the semester, your freshman year, you're still trying to figure out adult, this whole adulthood thing. Um, that is the bedrock of relationship and friendship. And it's like, all right, I know that I don't know anyone in this place, but I've got this one person back in my dorm room and we're buddies. Just knowing that, man, it makes it, it makes the experience so so much less intimidating. Um, and so, I I have I've always been a proponent of being on campus. Um, the the dorm rooms um, are, in my humble opinion, um, some of the best dorm rooms in the college game. And I will you can quote me on that. Um, but the the dorm room relationship is really the thing that makes them so worth it. Um, and so I I lived on campus all four years. I spent a semester in those quote unquote old dorms um, just because I wanted to have a semester of kind of being away from all the hustle and the bustle. Um, also, the bandwidth over there is way better uh, because there's fewer people on it. So bonus. Um, but yes, Sam, roommate six. Um, <laughs> the roommate situation here at Boise Bible College is, in my opinion, second to none. Um, I think the roommates um, and the, the dorm rooms in general are one of our biggest selling points. Um, so, Sam, thank you for the question. I think it was a question. Um, all right, well, that, my friends, is all the time that we have for this episode of the Let's Admit It podcast. Um, I want to thank you um, for making this, this uh, what began as a thought bubble 
um, turn out to be as as fun and as enjoyable of a thing, a weekly uh, weekly enjoyment for me as it has been. And so um, I want to, as always, encourage you to come on back next week as we tackle into our next uh, next subject. So, hey, God bless, and I hope you have a good rest of your week.